Welcome to this special edition of the Vermont Conversation. I'm David Goodman, reporting from my hometown of Waterbury. Randall and Elm Streets in Waterbury felt like a raucous New Orleans funeral on Thursday. The waters of the Winooski River took so much from residents earlier in the week, flooding 40 homes and six businesses in Waterbury. But dozens, perhaps hundreds of volunteers came from everywhere to give so much back. Prohibition Pig, the popular restaurant and brewery at the corner of Elm Street and Main Street, was the center of activity. By midday, the staff had cooked up and were serving free food and pizza donated by American Flatbread. A who's who of Vermont beer brewers, including John Kimmick, owner of the Alchemist Brewery, dropped off coolers full of beer for the volunteers. A public works crew from St. Albans drove around with a giant vacuum truck, dubbed the Suck Truck by grateful residents, that was pumping out flooded basements, a backbreaking job that took days when Tropical Storm Irene flooded these same homes in 2011. Behind the celebratory vibe, there was also a somber reality. Pro-Pig would be closed for the foreseeable future, and owner Eric Warnstead had to tell its 49 employees that they were laid off. The brewery was flooded and 3,000 gallons of their famous craft beer was lost. But the buzz, enhanced by the free Vermont beer being passed up and down the street, was palpable. I spent Thursday walking around the neighborhood, talking to the folks who were elbows deep in mud and hard at work. I'm Janina Katu- uh, that's my maiden name. I'm Janina McHugh, the owner of Red Poppy Cakery. How long have you been here? Uh, this location we just opened about 18 months ago. Um, before that, we were up in the Burlington area. And what does the bakery make? Uh, we specialize in custom cakes primarily, uh, mostly weddings, birthdays, things like that. And in this space, we also transitioned into doing baking and decorating classes. What? Tell me what happened in the flood. Well, it was kind of hard to, <laughs> to sit there and watch, but we had some time to prepare. So uh, on Monday, a bunch of uh, my friends and family and folks showed up and we took out as much as we could and lifted whatever else we couldn't. Um, so that time to prepare was crucial. And the rest of the day from home was spent refreshing the national website on what the water levels in Waterbury were and checking my security cam as long as I had internet to see. <laughs> um, and right around 9.30 is when we saw water inside and my internet shut off. So we, we knew we knew there was going to be water and we had to wait till morning to come and see just how bad. And how bad was it? It looks like at the peak we had about 18 inches of water inside. Um, and then pretty much all day Monday, it the water rose. We're in his way. Hold on. The uh, excavator is here. Give me one second. I need to tell them that they can load this. Okay. So the damage, what did you end up losing? We're still taking stock on that. We're going to lose a lot of product, um, which is okay. Um, all the drywalls out, uh, so losing that. I mean, the opportunity cost during wedding season is really high for us. So not sure yet how long we'll be down for the count. Not sure if, if all our appliances survived or not, but it does seem like some of the, the big ticket items were are okay, which is great. Um, but really hard to say what the final counts are going to be at this time. Do you think your business can survive this? Yes, because of the community. Um, people are rallying to showing up with shovels and muck boots and people are supporting our GoFundMe and people are bringing coffees and waters and 
Um, so feeling very supported, and we're we're gonna we're gonna come back strong. How are you feeling? I think I've gone through every emotion on the planet this week, um, <laughs> but at this point, I'm feeling really thankful because it could have been much worse. Uh, we realized that the there was an electrical fire during the flood in our bathroom that put itself out, but we could have lost the whole building. Feeling grateful that. I mean, we were inches in some cases from appliances definitely being gone, from electrical being impacted. So the more we open up the walls, the more I'm realizing just how lucky we were that a few more inches would have been much worse. Can you tell me your name and um, the business we're standing in front of? Sure. Nathan Dunbar. We're in front of the craft beer cellar here in Waterbury, Vermont. And your name? My name is Liz Dunbar. And you are co-owners of... Uh, partners in life yeah how long has the craft beer cellar been here we've been here since 2013 so tell me what happened to you in in this flood um, we've been shut down for a few days we are one of the more fortunate people uh, one of the more fortunate companies on this on this street uh, Elm Street here in Waterbury to be above the flooding levels so our business was was fortunately spared with our, our main operations um, the, f the flooding that we experienced was more so in our basements and a lot of our uh, additional supplies were, were ruined. We had about six to eight feet, feet of water um, in our basements. Um, and so we are, we are thankful that that was the extent of it where, you know, Prohibition Pig and Red Poppy Bakery and um, the Wine Vault weren't as fortunate uh, with their water levels uh, coming into their main operations. So we are one of the more fortunate businesses um, to um, to remain open um, for the time being, and uh, you know we're here to support the community and support our neighbors and, and their operations as well. Liz, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? We're good. It's amazing to see all this support that's out here, both business owners, people who have homes down the street, and and volunteers who just want to help out, and the outpouring of Vermont kindness and um, and and help has been definitely a, a silver lining in all of this are you guys gonna be able to open how, how long will you, this knock you out um, well you know will we we're open right now um, you know we haven't you know with the road road pretty much still closed and and uh, all of the damage out on the street right now we don't really see a return to activity and and volumes really for another another week or so, um, especially with these, all the other businesses closed. Um, but, um, you know, we are fortunate to, as, as Liz said, to have the support, you know, Prohibition Pig is, is serving us lunch today along with American Flatbread and Vermont Beer Shepherd is here. And um, so we're very thankful for those, for those partners through all this, yeah. Does it help that you have something that everyone in Vermont needs to get through this disaster? <laughs> Yeah, most we, likely. <laughs> we, most likely, yes, and we are very fortunate to uh, to be selling some of the best beer in the world here, uh, Vermont beer, that is. <laughs> Thank you. You tell me your name and uh, where you're from. Yeah, Lucy Toppin. I'm originally from Michigan, living in Waterbury Center, Vermont. Uh, tell me what you do, Lucy. Uh, I'm a grad student at UVM studying environmental engineering in a PhD so. program. Should I describe what you're looking like right now, or will you? <laughs> I can give it a go. Pretty muddy, pretty covered, head to toe. Uh, yeah. 
Um, what brought you to uh, to be mucking out a basement? <laughs> well, uh, I've been living with my cousins or in Waterbury Center off of Route 100. For the Hold summer. on a sec. Okay. Yes. That is really loud. So loud. Okay. Um, I've been living with my cousins who are kind of in this community, and I enjoy all the community has to offer as far as, like, mountain biking and the reservoir and the local businesses and stuff like I spent a lot of time here so it just seemed like an automatic thing to come do and help out with the people that live in town so yeah so you know you are doing the most backbreaking work of flood recovery which is bucket brigades in the basements yeah. why'd you choose that <laughs> uh, there wasn't really anything going on right now and definitely active and needs to get done by someone and I'm someone who's young and strong so why not how many hours you've been at it uh, I got here a little late at 10.30. I think people started at 10, but I was a little little after that. Took a quick lunch break, and I don't know what time it is now. Uh, it's 2.30. Okay. You've been at it for four hours hauling <laughs> mud out of a basement. Never thought. <laughs> Never thought. You said you're in environmental engineering at UVM. What do you hope to do when you're not hauling buckets? Um, well, I'm in a Ph.D. program, so just love and research right now. Um, definitely cool to see like stormwater management's a big part of environmental engineering so this is like you know we got some work to do as far as stormwater design goes to avoid catastrophes like this um, but I'm more in uh, microbial degradation of food waste in my in my project so something with that afterwards we'll see the guy you said I should talk to this man I'm from Vermont Digger can you tell me your name and what you do talk to him oh no way it's Riley and Isaac yeah, Riley and Isaac from the city of St. Albans. Tell me your last name. Mangan. Mangan and Manahan. Isaac. Manahan. So, what's St. Albans doing in Waterbury? Just helping out. Helping out the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, just being part of Vermont, you know. Uh, helping out one another. and I know they'd do the same for us if we were in this situation, so we're just helping out a neighbor. What does this truck do? Sucks a lot of water quick and, uh, yeah. Sucks a lot of mud. Yeah, the, your normal pumps can't suck mud and stuff, and this will suck mud, no problem. So how quickly can this thing empty a basement? Uh, depending, we've been some 20, <laughs> right, 25 minutes, 45 minutes, uh, less than an hour we're pumping out basements. So. Why does St. Albans have such a machine? Uh, it's just handy. You can use it for everything, and uh, really saves your back on a lot of work. So. How many basements have you done? 20. 20. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, can you tell me your name and where you're from? Noah Dines from Stowe. Describe to me uh, where we're standing. In somebody's basement that's full of mud and like 20 people trying to shovel it out. Why are you here? To help out. People need help. I can help. It's pretty easy. What's it feel like to you to be doing this? Right place, right time. People, it's the right thing to be doing, and it's a pretty easy decision to take some time to come help people out. It's a close community, and we care about each other. What do you do when you're not shoveling mud? I am a teacher, and I ski. Let me get your name and the name of your business. Anastasia Cole, The Wine Vault. How long have you been in business in Waterbury? Four years. We're standing in a room surrounded by boxes and boxes and boxes of wine. 
We're on the third floor. Who hauled this up here? Volunteers, amazing volunteers. And my husband, <laughs> who has to, who, has, who isn't a volunteer. <laughs> he was voluntold. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, how long did it take you to, is, did you basically bring the whole inventory of the store up? Yes, 100%. Thousands of bottles. It's, it's crazy. And thank God this place was free. Otherwise, we would have, I don't know, rented a truck, tried to get it in somewhere. I don't know. And you got to keep the wine cool. Right. Right. Tell me the, what your store sells. We sell wine and port and, uh, yeah, a little chocolate. Cigars. So what did you lose? I don't know yet. I'm in the middle of inventory, but a lot of, a lot of wine. Awful lot of wine. And of course you lose your floor. You, you, you know, the, the whole, it's not just inventory. It's your infrastructure of your, of your shop, you know. Replacing all that is thousands. It's crazy. So there were bottles you couldn't, you just couldn't get everything up here. Absolutely. Oh, yes, this, we weren't, this is all post-flood. We moved everything as high as we could and then ran out of time. Yeah. So... How are you feeling? Okay, I'll be glad when this, this part is over and we can look at the rebuild. We're putting in a, a wine bar, which we didn't have before. So we're really excited about that. So it's gonna, it's gonna be good. We're, so, just, we're still in the mess though. We're, we're... So you can see beyond this to where you'll be back in business? Absolutely. How much of a setback, if at all, is this? Uh, oh, no, it's a financial setback for sure. And July's a great month. You know, it's a busy month, and we won't have that. What's it take to get through this? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I think the fact that Waterbury turns out with a ton of volunteers is huge. We really couldn't have done it by ourselves. I mean, we'd still be doing it. We'd still be, you know, it'd be days. It really is amazing. Let me get, uh, your name is? Uh, Jimmy Cole, Anastasia's husband. And uh, you were the pack mule hauling wine boxes. I was yesterday. Today my back is so bad that I <laughs> tried to do a little lighter stuff today. So tell me what's been happening today. Um, more of the same of yesterday. Uh, we're, trying, we're trying to just get every last little thing emptied out so that uh, Serve Pro can get in there and strip the walls down and, and get the, uh, you know, the drywall out the soaking wet drywall so i see the people on the street hosing down all the bottles and cans from your store and some people might think like okay your stuff is in bottles you hose it down and sell it again is what's the reality absolutely not you can't sell that no but we also we don't have a dumpster so i can't just have it out in the street because it's alcohol so who knows maybe we'll do something where uh you know you can donate to our our facelift makeover and grab some bottles at your own risk, but I can't sell it. Forgive my ignorance, but why can't you sell a sealed bottle of something? Uh, once it's in flood water and you're consuming it, it, it just yeah, not, not going to work. Tricky, tricky territory. Yeah. You the and, and you got to be careful. You can't sell something. Yeah. So let me ask you tonight when you're done with the cleanup and everything, What's the perfect glass of wine oh, for a oh post-disaster flood? I am looking at a, 
Rosé from Provence, the Bergemont. I will be consuming. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> She's dreaming of it now. And, uh, and for you? Um, I've, I've been really into this biodynamic wine called Friend and Farmer. And uh, it's a, a Verdeo grape from Spain. And uh, it's just really nice and light and very summer. Very arid. Perfect for a flood. Perfect for, for a hot, humid day like today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's pretty good. Thank you, guys. No problem. Could you tell me your name and what you do and where you live? Uh, my name is Pam Clapp, and I live on 4 Randall Street. So, Pam, I have an image in my mind from Irene of you standing in a completely destroyed garage with your life kind of around your feet. Um, so you've been through this before. What's it like to go through this again? Well, it's a lot easier this time around. We had a lot more time to prepare. So we were able to move things from the first floor to the second floor. Um, and we were able to get what we needed to get out of the basement because we knew that would most definitely flood. And we were able to clear out items in our garage as well because that was the place that was hit pretty bad last time, the garage and the basement and the first floor. So we're really worried that water would come in to the first floor, but luckily it did not. So when you heard on Sunday about this big storm and, um, and by Monday it was continuing to rain, what was going through your mind? Sunday I was not thinking about it too much. I think it was Monday morning when people started contacting me and asking if they could help. And then someone actually came to the door and said, I want to help you now. And that's really what motivated me to start moving things actually. So it was people reaching out to me because I did think about it on Sunday night a little bit because it was a Sunday night and it was right around the time of 60 minutes because I remember last year or last I keep saying last year but the last time we were watching 60 minutes when um, everyone started calling me so it's just funny that it was also another Sunday night but I think I re we really started taking action on Monday like right before noon and then going to bed on Monday night it seemed like it was going to be much worse. So I think originally throughout the day, everyone thought it would be about the same as Irene or, or not as bad. But then when I went to bed, I had the feeling it, was gonna, it could be worse. And then learning about the Wrightsville Dam made me more worried. So I, I didn't really get any sleep on Monday night worrying about what it would be like. And then I felt <laughs> paranoid that it would actually reach the second floor. And then I was upset that I didn't grab more things from the second floor because I just assumed it wouldn't hit the second floor. And luckily it did not, but. So remind me in Irene, how high up in your house it got, and in this storm, how high up in your house did it get? So for Irene, it was about three feet on our first floor, so just below the countertops. And then this time it just reached to the top of the basement, so not onto the first floor, which means we didn't have to replace the floors or all the walls, and we wouldn't have to move out. Because last time we were out of our house for four months, which was very inconvenient. Tell me what happened, the scene here today at your house. Today was a little lighter than yesterday. Yesterday was very busy getting the um, basement clear. So that was like the focus of yesterday. And there, were a, there was a whole army of people here doing that, actually helping us with that. Today, it's more about cleaning and rinsing and drying things like using the power washer 
and then drying out cushions and then just putting things in segments. Yesterday we also got rid of all the stuff that was ruined in the basement. So that was good. So we got rid of all of that stuff. What does it mean to you to have all these volunteers here? It's super helpful to have all the volunteers. But what's different this year is that my kids are adults. They're 18 and 20, whereas last time they were um, 6 and 8. And so it makes a big difference because they are here helping and they have their friends and then there are just a lot of community members. But it's key. Yeah, we couldn't do it without them. And then also without our builder, Aaron Flint, because he's been super helpful. He had the sump pumps, the um, dehumidifiers, everything that we needed, fans. So. So I remember after your house was inundated the last time, you were on the verge of moving and leaving Randall Street. Why didn't you? We didn't because not everyone in the family was super psyched to move. I was the only one who was really excited about it, and the other three members were like, eh. And I felt like it wasn't um, enough motivation for all of us to totally change our lives and live in Waterbury Center. And, you know, I'm still happy that we made that choice because we really like living in the village. It's very convenient. And even now, I think we'll stay just because now I know how to be prepared for the next storm. What's special about Randall Street? Um, I don't know. It has sidewalks. It has people all around. It has front porches. Um, you know, there's, it's, there's access to the, um, the wreck path that goes around the river for walking and walking the dogs. Access to the services. Like Waterbury has changed quite a bit. The downtown, there's so many great restaurants and bars and craft beer places and just accessibility it's like raising kids it was so easy for them to get rides if we weren't able to drive them around like we both work and so it was just easy for people to swing by and pick them up drop them off just ease I guess and convenience and just being you know in a community it's a great place to live back at pro pig there was a group of about a dozen Latin American men and women hard at work cleaning out the flooded brewery and downstairs prep kitchen, I learned that they were hired by ServiceMaster, a national company that specializes in cleaning up after disasters. These foreign disaster workers play a critical role in our climate-changing world, where extreme weather, including floods, tornadoes, and hurricanes, are wrecking havoc. I called my daughter, Arielle Goodman, who grew up in Waterbury and speaks fluent Spanish. She now works as a bilingual journalist in Philadelphia. I held up my cell phone and recorded her translations. All right. Your name? My name is Jose Galindez. We are a group of Venezolans who came here to work here. Wait a second, Jose, I'm going to translate. Yes. Do you go to many disasters all around the country? Sí, hemos, o sea, de acuerdo a lo a donde ocurre el desastre, nos solicitan y nos acercamos a los trabajos. He says that we go wherever um, our work is needed after the disasters. And where else have you been in the last few months? Eh, hace poco estuvimos en Luisiana. Louisiana. They were in Louisiana. Atlanta. Atlanta. 
eh, Alabama y ahorita aquí. Ah, Virginia, en Virginia. Bueno, sí, somos un grupo que eh, venimos de Houston. Venimos, venimos rodando, rodamos día y medio sin parar. 38 horas. Llegamos, llegamos esta madrugada a las 2 de la mañana. Bueno, haciendo la limpieza, eh, sacando todos los escombros de todo el de, eh, de, del, de, del desastre, sacando todo lo dañado, el barro, haciendo Everything limpieza aquí afuera. Y ayudando en todo lo que podamos. Excelente, la atención es increíble. Bueno, o sea, en, ref en refrigerio, comida, el comportamiento de las personas hacia nosotros, excelente. No, no. De maltrato no en ninguno de los trabajos. Mira, la gran mayoría de los que estamos ahorita trabajando somos de Venezuela. Hay, o sea, hemos coincidido en otros trabajos con hay colombianos, cubanos, puertorriqueños también, pero la mayoría son venezolanos. El tiempo que nos necesiten. Bueno, o sea, bien, porque en realidad eh, estamos para eso. Venimos para hacer trabajo de limpieza y mantenimiento. Bueno, en el grupo, tanto hay hombres como hay mujeres que también trabajan de la misma forma. Usted lo es. Okay, gracias. De nada, gracias a usted. Waterbury's flood volunteers slowly made their way out of town before some storms were forecast to hit. I finished the day by raising a cold can of alchemist beer with some volunteers and the soon-to-be-unemployed workers of Pro Pig. Later, after a thunderstorm, a rainbow rose over downtown Waterbury. The image was captured by Pro Pig manager Tara Downs and posted on the restaurant's Instagram, over a quote from Dolly Parton, quote, The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, 
you gotta put up with the rain. That does it for this special edition of the Vermont Conversation. I'm David Goodman reporting from Waterbury. Thanks so much for listening.